This is an RNZ podcast. Hello, I'm Chris Barrow with the BBC News. In the past half hour, England have won the Cricket World Cup for the first time in a jaw-dropping end to a tense and thrilling final at Lords in London. This report from Lee James. An incredible finish, the like of which has never been seen before, decided this final. A huge six from Ben Stokes and a fortuitous deflection off his bat, which went for six in overthrows, saw England level New Zealand's 241 total. That was how the BBC World Service in London reported the Cricket World Cup final result last Monday at about 7am our time to the entire world. And you don't often hear words like jaw-dropping and incredible in its news bulletins. They're usually much more matter-of-fact than that. And closer to home, at Australia's public broadcaster, the ABC Radio National Overnight host was also startled by the unfolding scenario at Lords. And any New Zealanders listening might have been startled by his name. You're with Trevor Chappell on ABC Radio. As you heard, it's all happening in the cricket. Um, so it's a super, they have a super over. So each team get an over and whoever scores the most runs from that over wins. And if it's a draw at the end of that, then it's the team that hits the most fours. And credit to Trevor Chappell, he knew all about the super over rules, even though he isn't the Aussie bowler of the same name who delivered the final ball underarm in what's arguably now the second most controversial of all the one-day internationals New Zealand's ever played. And this Trevor Chappell was sympathetic to the Kiwis. Because if it wasn't for that ball coming off Stokes's bat and going for four when he was running, then New Zealand would have won. They'll be talking about that. More than just a little bit today, I would think. Well, yes, we were. The ABC Radio National audience that morning must have included a few cricket fans and a few expat Kiwis keen to know what was happening. But while New Zealand faced that final super over, Trevor Chappell took meandering talkback calls about the Soviet space programme. Hello, Max. Yeah, good morning, Trevor. Um, Three things. Briefly, first of all, Yuri Gagarin said absolutely nothing useful. And with the World Cup final nearing its crushing climax in London, Trevor Chappell crossed to an expert who lived there who was watching the game on TV, but then turned it off to talk to him about the history of Aussie rules football. Good morning, John. Hi there. Hey, John, I just wanted to check with you. You're watching the cricket as we speak? I was doing. I've just switched it off. And then they lost their guest. You there, John? Hello. There we are. We got you back again. So uh, if you're interested in the cricket, there's one ball to go and New Zealand need two runs. Oh, it's interesting. Well, yes, it was interesting, but also infuriating for ABC listeners who wanted to know what was about to happen at Lords. Another Trevor Chapel then guilty of crimes against New Zealand cricket. Well, here in New Zealand, Three's AM show team, including the former black cap Mark Richardson, relayed the bad news fairly calmly like this at 6.30am. So if you are just tuning in this morning, we have confirmation that England has won the Cricket World Cup at Lords. By a mathematical formula. On the final run. According to what I'm hearing in my ear, it goes back to uh, the, the boundaries... Uh, the boundaries count back and England have it. But after that, Mark Richardson started freestyling a bit, reading the sports news a few minutes later. It's England's first ever World Cup victory, while the Black Cats will have to wait another four years for a chance. Don't say another four years! You know that term's like fingernails down a chalkboard to New Zealanders.
Meanwhile, RNZ dispatched reporter Ben Strang to take the temperature among Wellington's commuters, but he didn't find many who'd actually turned up for work. So he filled the host in instead on another story that got pretty big around the world. Um, the world goes on. Uh, just a quick question, uh, Ben, about little blue penguins. Oddly, they have been reported to be sighted outside the sushi stall in the Central State train station. Any sign of those? That's right. So I'm, I've got a secondary role here trying to hunt for some little blue penguins. Yeah. Now, an hour earlier, when the action was unfolding, they were caught out by the boundary countback rule. And what happens if it's 15 runs apiece? Do we go to another super over? Uh, I think, there's, I a, I think there's, a, there's a provision there somewhere where if it gets to the point where um, this is tied again, they might do it again. But I know there's such a thing as a bowl-off, so they actually have six bowlers or five bowlers line up and just try to hit the wickets. It's, it could be as simple as that to decide a World Cup potentially. But no, there was no bowl-off and defeat was eventually snatched from the jaws of victory. He's out! Oh, I think he's out! We have another tie. Oh, they win. Are you serious? Afraid so. Over at News Talk ZB, the veteran voice of cricket, Brian Waddle, wasn't happy about what he'd seen. I find it very difficult to celebrate a side who didn't win anything today, apart from uh, scoring boundaries, a T20 gimmick, and it doesn't really decide world championships. If you had two runners running in 100 metres and they both crossed the line together, they don't split them up by the number of steps they took. They have a dead heat. And uh, the tournament should have been shared if that was the case. And elsewhere in London, the BBC's Test Match special guest, Jeremy Coney, agreed. But the locals weren't that keen on his idea of sharing the title or even halving the trophy. I'd be happy to share that. Hold on a minute. I've, I've got the hacks sure all out. Yeah. No, got, but you share yeah. it before you start the over. It's an arbitrary way of, of setting the match. The only thing I would say well, is like, going, going like in. Run right. yeah, elsewhere in London, one of the MPs on the parliamentary World Cup cricket junket, Chris Bishop, told Morning Report... New Zealand didn't actually lose, though Kim Hill wasn't having that. Arguably, we did win, um, you know, the rules, but the rules are the rules. And um, come on, come on, arguably we did win. What do you mean? Well, you know, it's, it's an arbitrary thing, thing, isn't it? Really, you know, saying it comes down to boundaries. Um, you could even, you could equally say who took the most wickets. We bowled them out. They didn't bowl us out, but. Look, we shouldn't quibble. And shouldn't quibble was also, more or less, Mike Hosking's take on News Talk ZB, though he put it a little less succinctly. And you can spend the rest of the day, or indeed the week if you want, arguing why the rules are unfair and what sort of idiot would have made these rules. It doesn't really matter. The rules are the rules. And, and he was still going on about that more than a minute later. The rules are the rules, the rules, the rules, the rules. And we lost on the rules. And so the question to ask yourself today is how much of your time do you want to spend relitigating something that you can't change? Well, the answer to that was less time than it took Mike Hosking to say rules are rules and it is what it is, over and over on News Talk ZB. Now, the Black Caps captain himself, Kane Williamson, said simply, these are the rules of the game we choose to play. And memorably, he had this philosophical take on the critical moment involving Ben Stokes' involuntary match-winning boundary. Yeah, that was a little bit of a shame, wasn't it? Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, unfortunately, that's sort of the game we play, eh? and that, that sort of thing happens um, from time to time. But Be like Kane, chorused many people on social media, and shortly afterwards, these guys in Christchurch were vox-popped on Morning Report and seemed to be channelling his dignity in defeat. Many were steadfast in disappointment. I'm sad, but hey, yeah, I'm a big boy, so I live with it. It's real sad that, hey, that this has had to occur. It is what it is. They make the laws, we just abide by them, yeah. 
though they turned out to be the owners of guns handed in at the buyback at the Rickerton Racecourse the previous day under the new law and actually nothing to do with the cricket. Now, one irony that some cricket fans here found hard to take was that England's match winner Ben Stokes was born here. And in one of many, many interviews about that, his father Jared in Christchurch thanked the New Zealand media on News Talk ZB's drive show on Monday afternoon. Thank you very much. The media and all the people in New Zealand have been very gracious in the way that they've, they've accepted that, that Ben is a Kiwi. But one part of the New Zealand media hasn't been gracious to the Stokes Fano at all in the past. Among those taking the loss hard on Monday morning were the comedians of NZME's Alternative Commentary Collective. How did that happen? Oh. How did that... Oh, my God. Stolen from us so many times in this oh, game. Jesus. And just after using the Lord's name in vain there, James McConey plaintively called out the supreme being. Fair enough. Why can't we have nice things? God... Is it because we polled on Israel Folau? What, what happened? What have we done to deserve this? Oh. And we don't know whether the ACC crew really believes in God or not, but what about karma? Three years ago, Ben Stokes bowled a disastrous final over that cost England the T20 World Cup. History for the West Indies. 24 from four deliveries and the West Indies win. And back then, two of the current ACC crew, Matt Heath and Jeremy Wells, ripped into the Stokes choke on Radio Hodaki. Ben's mum, Deborah Stokes, heard that and called the station to complain, whereupon Matt Heath pretended to be someone else. He recorded the call and then put it on the air, a pretty bad deception that led to a hefty fine for breaching her privacy and for a breach of broadcasting standards. The management at NZME reprimanded the pair by taking them off the air, though they were already heading to Las Vegas on a promotional trip. And in their holiday podcasts, they were clearly sorry, but not sorry. That suspension really hurt, didn't it? Um, you know, on, on, on being suspended from the radio on that flight over to Las Vegas. And, and look, that, that's been smarting the whole time we've been here. Jeremy Wells went on to have another poke at Ben Stokes' mum, Deborah. Ring up a radio station's direct studio loan. Surprise, you're on air. Stick up for your son after he's bowled half follies on leg stump in the final over of the T20 World Cup final. Get a couple of young businessmen stood down. Ben Stokes' mum. You are the Hauraki Breakfast, New Zealander of the Week. And so did his mate, Matt Heath. She just really wanted to give us a big telling off, didn't she? And uh, look, I, I, I've been told it's morally wrong what I did, telling her that uh, she wasn't on here when she was. But um, I stand by it because I think it's funny. So could it be that that gave England's Kiwi-born match winner extra motivation on Monday? Another one of those fine margins that ended up making the difference. Perhaps the Radio Hauraki and ACC blokes are lucky that the Black Caps have taken the it-wasn't-meant-to-be line. If they were looking for media scapegoats, there could be fans with pitchforks making a beeline, not for the ICC over their daft rules, but the ACC in their commentary caravan.